Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And I am your co-host, Till. But they might be giving me a new name here in the void. Uh, they haven't decided yet if they're going to accept me as one of them yet, though. So we're going to see. I'll let you know. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into that scream! void about rolling with oh, about Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. I almost said about our own about ro- about rolling with this. I heard that. I'm like, oh shit! This Feel is free good. to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Um, That'd be a real meta podcast. It's a podcast about podcasts, people. Uh, Specifically, our podcast. Yes, it's a podcast about this podcast. I have recently restarted my listening experience with Welcome to Night Vale. Okay, I figured you had after you and uh, Justice conversation. Yeah, because um, I was behind by like thirty episodes or something, mm-hmm. and it's so good. It is. It's just so visually like it's a podcast. It's not visual. It's so visually good. I have a it's- hard time keeping up with it, but I, I every time I listen, to it, I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this. But I just have the hardest time just actively listening to it for extended periods of time. I went to a live show of it mm-hmm. years ago. Fantastic, ten out of ten. Like. It was interactive. It was funny. It was a good length. There was a lot of actors on the stage. 10 out of 10. If you're not a person who listens to Welcome to Night Vale, give it a shot. I have been waiting for you to make the Glow Cloud as a monster. Oh, hell. Uh, no, because the Glow Cloud's uh, just a passive entity. It just drops animal carcasses. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I've been waiting for the day for that to happen for so many walk, years. You just walk by and there's the Glow Cloud. Yeah, the glow cloud is just dropping animals. You can't stab it. It just drops dead animals. And it just goes by and you're like, huh. So the live show was called All Hail and it was about the glow cloud. And um, the thing about the glow cloud is the glow cloud had been trying for years to talk to people and be nice to them. Mm -hmm. But all people could do when they saw the glow cloud was be mind controlled into saying All Hail. That was it. (laughs) So the glow cloud basically just wanted friends. Couldn't couldn't do it it was really kind of sad but it was it was a very very good show um and you know cecil baldwin fantastic voice See, i like that make the glow cloud have everyone that sees it have to make a wisdom save of like 23 or some crazy number and eventually one person will succeed and it can have a friend or just follow mind controlled babbling all hail yeah yeah that's that's the thing it's it's so it's so full of good content to pull from i just i don't know why i haven't but it's it's literally like 167 episodes of good content yeah of lovecraftian content love it you want put your put your put your setting in a desert town where there's no mountains and there's the uh, a bowling alley that has a miniature nation inside of it and there's a glow cloud that drops down animals and the city council is just a bunch of monsters everything all the well, interns I- die I can, I can tell how you've been spending your uh, quarantine time, apparently, uh, listening to Welcome to Night Vale extensively. No, my quarantine time is honestly, I, spent, I, I got all the Pokemon and Pokemon Shield. I finished my Pokedex. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my wife's been playing Animal Crossing, so that's what we've been doing. There it is. There it is. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at these days. Yeah, we're in pandemic life. Yeah. And it's not going to be changing anytime soon. Hey, you know what? I I heard we could just open up and go back to work right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, soon we're gonna be dining out again, which is gonna be nice. I'm gonna go to bars. We'll go to concerts. Uh, bars and concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a tattoo. You know? you know, sounds like a good idea. 
You know, I've been, I've, I wanted one for a while and then I couldn't get it. And now that I can't, it's, you know, you, you always want what you can't have. I really want a people. tattoo. That's my favorite part. Oh, well. And Aren't then you wearing a mask? No, I'm just going to lick people. <gasps> you got to wear a mask. You don't, you know, according to the people in the grocery store, you don't just have to. Just cut a hole in, by your mouth so you can still lick bro, people. Bro, those people who cut holes in their mask because it's easier, I, I. <sighs> <laughs> It'd be like wearing a ski mask and then just cutting out around your face. Yeah, you didn't like, like, oh, like I, can't, I can't, yeah, do it. I can't breathe. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways, we we we're talking about the pandemic for a reason for once. Yes, yes, we are. Um, we wanted to just talk about you know this is the way it is, um, you know, and it's going to be that way for a while. And you know, what's the state of gaming in general? Like, how have things changed? You know, what's what's the future hold for us? I think the two biggest notable changes have been the following. One, Roll20 is the way to play D&D now. Okay. Right? Two, no critical role for weeks. For weeks. Weeks. And um, I think that second point actually touches a lot on what I want to talk about. A lot of what made 5th edition, in my opinion, so successful was its wide acceptance in public places to play. Uh, at gaming bars uh at board game cafes anything you want to call them um but even at like public libraries or community rec centers schools exactly it wasn't so much a bad thing or a stigma to be around it it was accepted it was it was fun it was a social activity now that it's not what do you think that will have in terms of an impact on the future of D&D well, I just saw today. Wait, yes, I just saw today that Twitter CEO said everybody can keep working at home forever mm-hmm. now, right? So corporations are figuring out. Well, we could probably just keep a lot of people at home. We're going to save mm-hmm. a lot of money on overhead. They won't be commuting. I don't have to feed them. Um, makes our insurance costs go down. All sorts of stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of people stick to the online format for sure. And you're going to see an increase in purchase of digital content. Okay. You're not, you're going to see uh, an increase of purchases of digital maps that people make, mm-hmm. right. Of the books of sounds of all sorts of stuff. And right now you're probably seeing a decrease in purchase of physical content, minis books, uh, dice, uh, dice, right. Roll twenty or D and D Beyond, I think, is just putting out a digital dice roller, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I don't know what the gain there is, to be honest with you. But if that's the way it's going, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of groups just keep doing this because scheduling sucks for this game. Everyone can agree on that. Mm-hmm. the 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 highest challenge rating monster in Dungeons and Dragons is the schedule, and if you can remove the need to commute, the need to have a house that everybody goes to, the need for snacks, you know suddenly a big chunk of those groups can meet way more often mm-hmm. so i think we're going to see a, a transition that way but don't you see digital play as a hindrance to new players no because i do i feel like you're gonna have to go oh, yeah i did <laughs> you're gonna have to uh 
you know, instead of sitting around a table with friends and acquaintances who can actually look at the book and, you know, quietly say something to you to help you get on your way and build your character and start out, you're going to be online and everything that you say pretty much is going to be heard by everyone because there's no real way to quietly say something to somebody unless you're the DM on Roll20 or other ways. Um, or if you have a private chat somewhere. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to have anyone there to help you if you're fucking up or anything. It's, I, I see that as a big barrier to entry, in my opinion. It, it's this, it, I wouldn't say it's a barrier to entry universally. It's a barrier to entry to people who are outgoing. It's not a barrier to entry to people who are introverts and not outgoing who would choose this if you because you're playing with the same people like mm -hmm. you know i discover three of my pl friends play dungeon dragons they invite me okay come over to my house guy my mom's gonna make pizza rolls we're gonna play dnd like yep. ooh ah uh, ah physically near other humans and a mom in the room possibly mm -hmm. other strangers as well that makes me uncomfortable or hey friend we're gonna play online the first time so you can be in the comfort of your own home in front mm -hmm. of your laptop you can have your own snacks you can have your own situation. You don't even have to wear pants and we'll play. That person would like, hells yes. But uh, And I'm not questioning that. I completely agree with that. I think it's easier for everyone to play online, extrovert or introvert. But I'm talking about literally learning the game, I feel like is more difficult when you don't have somebody physically there. Just like you are. Uh, have we ever discussed your job before? I don't remember. If we, have. we have not and we shall not. Okay. You are what you are. <laughs> I feel like... My job is easier you, in person. Yes, exactly. And I feel like that translates into the game itself. I'm going to offer up at least one human being, and I'm sorry that I'm calling you out, in our group, who we've played in person for years, still doesn't know how to play the game. Yes. <laughs> fair. I can't tell which one of them you're talking about. I'm talking but about Jesse. Jesse, I'm talking oh. about you. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think. I don't buy that as a valid point. I hear what you're saying. It makes sense, but it's not a valid point because not everybody is an in-person learner, right? Some people are online resource learners. These aren't not, universals. So you don't think that if D and D had been online for the past six years, that it wouldn't it would have had the same boom that it had? Oh, different. That's uh... that's what I'm arguing, essentially, is that fewer people, fewer new people will pick it up because they will have to play online that instead of being with people. He's an interesting contention. Now, my counterpoint is Go. the ability to play cross borders, cross time zones, cross distances that you mm -hmm. don't have physically is allowing for expansion globally. Yes, not even that, but maybe like the people you played with aren't in your city or you they moved, moved to Utah a, or they moved to Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. And so in order to move to Bloomington, Indiana. So in order to what play kind with of, that, what kind of ASMR <laughs> moves to Bloomington, Indiana? You monster. You. Um, <laughs> Some of you might die. <laughs> that is a sacrifice, a sacrifice I am willing to make. To make. John Lithgow, um, 10 out of John 10. Giant tall dude playing a little short dude. I love it. Makes sense. Um, but oh, I feel what I'm saying now. I was making um, a point. Uh, it crossed distance. Oh, yes. You might be able to play with an old group or old friends and stuff. I agree with that. 
But I still say that, especially if you don't have a group, like trying to find a just random group of people online has to be even more terrifying than in person. I don't know, man. I, I got to tell you, somebody saying to me, okay, we're going to, you're going to learn to play D&D. Great. Come meet a group of three strangers in person. Mm-hmm. It might be might send some people into fucking panic fits and as opposed to meet three strangers online guess what you do all day every day online meet fucking strangers that's yeah. that's par for the course that's life but going out in the world i don't have to meet strangers i put on my mask put in my headphones i don't have to talk to anybody fair enough i personally think i personally believe that uh this whole pandemic thing is definitely going to push out any future releases of new content. Oh, for sure. For the reason that I said, no one's going to buy things. Yes. Yes. No one's going to buy things, uh, digital or not, which there are plenty of digital options. But I think on top of that, you have to have that kind of social setting. And I think it's the exact reason, uh, and I know that some of the cast of this poor, that Critical Role isn't playing digitally because they don't feel it will be as good digitally as it is in person well that's a show and those are actors that's fine they're still playing the game i know but they're putting on a show you know that you know that office link you sent with the the zoom office call that compared to the show the office the show the office is going to be better if you're if you're actors right acting in a space is different so yeah but they're they're gonna be better in person for sure I don't think I get what you're saying. They're still going to be doing the same things that they would online. No, they're they... not. You're you're a thespian. If you're right now, this yeah, like us talking across screen, me talking yeah. into the void is not the same as talking in person for an actor. It's like acting for us, acting for a crowd, or for acting for the camera. If, if I if somebody if I was doing like an audition or something on some sort of video. I would still do the same things that I was doing in person. Uh, that's not my my point. Is that you're you're reacting different? I don't see how you're not agreeing with me 100. percent Like this should be this should be obvious to you. Acting physically in a space with your partner right there is different than acting digitally across the screen with your partner not right there. But nothing that they do requires them to physically act with each other. They're what are you talking about? They not touch no, but they're physically acting. Critical Role isn't Dungeons and Dragons. Critical Role is acting while Dungeons and Dragons is being played. They're actors. That's why that show exists physically and not online. That's why whenever Ashley's on the robocall, she sucks because she's on a delay. She can't look at them. They can't see her. Her mm-hmm. the acting you can't is not enabled. Okay. So sure, so sure, digital playing doesn't let you. I don't, to I don't think she's acting. much better live, but okay. <laughs> well, even when like um, Liam is remote, you know, or something yeah. like. That. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when it's when it's a show. Then of course it being physical, it's going to be superior. Do you not think they play D and D? What do you mean? No, they they. What do you mean? They're playing Dungeons and Dragons clearly. Okay. And they they played before they had the show. Yeah. But the but but it's a show first and foremost. It's a show. It's not a game of Dungeons and Dragons that they happen to record. It's a thing they're recording, and playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's a show. It's a show. It okay. is. They, okay. they, everybody, they would all, they, they look at it and they go, okay, we, we need this to be good. So everybody needs to be on their top game, right? You need to be participating. You need to be interesting. 
I need to write a good story. I need to have good visual props. It's a show. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're at a different standard. It's not like they're casually playing the game and just happen to record the game they played. There's a plan in place. Okay. So I think we're getting off track. We're My ultimate point track. is just that, and I don't, I, I don't know many people that would disagree with me. You, you may. D&D is more fun with people. Period. Well, that's, yeah. That's my contention. You mean physically in person? Yes. Like, I, I 100% feel in our own personal campaign, things are lost and dull online. Well, fun is subjective. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with that as a universality. I think, yeah, our campaign is more fun in person, but I wouldn't make that statement for everybody's campaign. Some people play D&D on Discord just as a chat, and they have a blast. They love it. Mm-hmm. Some people have done D&D RP text threads where it's just, you just write what you're doing, and the DM responds what happens. People mm-hmm. love that. Yes. Some people have only played online, and they love that. Yes. But the people that play in person, I think, do so for a reason, and not being able to is off-putting. So your argument is that change is scary? <laughs> no, I'm arguing that it's not as much fun. <laughs> I well, I and I think I, that that I think that will lead to people stopping playing, and then possibly new people not joining. A poor craftsman blames his tools. If we're not having fun, it's because we're not doing it right. Like we, you and I have this conversation off air all the time about about you know fun mm-hmm. and whatever. I think if we, if you are a person in a party playing online. And you can look at each other and go, this isn't nearly as much fun. The conversation should be, okay, what are we doing wrong? Not, well, I guess it's I guess it's because we're playing online. If you if you got together with people and played Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. in physical reality mm-hmm. and you didn't have a good time, you wouldn't say, Well, I guess it's because we played in person. You'd say there was something wrong with the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't I'm not gonna put a bunch of blame on playing online and say that's why the campaign's less fun. Sure, it has downsides, but it also has upsides, just like playing in person has downsides and upsides. Would you say that you are putting the same effort into your characters, your own NPCs, that you do in person as you do online? I mean, I could talk to you after the campaign where you can barely hear me because I did a Cyclops voice for an hour Mm -hmm. and then say yes. But at the same time, I could tell you, yeah, when it's some random NPC woman, maybe I'm not giving her the same voice. But I'm prioritizing different things. I'm making big maps. I'm preparing mm-hmm. audio, right? I'm writing the story. So as opposed to sitting in my car and yelling the character voices I'm going to try out, I'm prioritizing different things because it has ups and downs. But if it's less fun because I'm not doing all the voices for every character, you know, maybe maybe everybody should bring that up with me and they say, hey, this is less fun because of that. I'm going to tell you, I don't think that's the reason it's less fun. Okay. And are you going to sit there and tell me something you haven't told me? Are you having less fun because I didn't do a voice for the, the no, witch? No, no. I'm not saying I did that a voice for the bad guy. I, I did a voice for our haze. No. I made I'm... whooshing sounds for geysers. I made whooshing sounds. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want from me. I'm doing, I'm doing everything. <laughs> I think all I'm trying to do is just try to emphasize the point that I think long term, long, long term, D&D will not see the same increase in player, 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 new player, new player all the time that it has if it continues to be a digital-only option. 
I think the that seems that seems yeah I, I would I wouldn't argue that because your argument essentially there used to be two roads to travel on and now there's only one so there's less people traveling on the on the road yes that makes sense just from a purely practical perspective if you if you, if I have two options and I take one of them away of course I'm going to have less people okay so yeah of course but I'm not saying I'm not saying one is superior to the other in all cases. Okay. I like I like playing online. I think it's convenient. I think it's safe. You know, my fridge is right over there. Uh, <laughs> I can set the thermostat whatever I want. I could wear my my. I'm not wearing socks right now. I'm not wearing shoes. I oh my, my god! You I naked my, naked boy. What right here? Look at my foot. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can go to refill of whatever I want. My dog's right there. If I need something, my wife's right there. You know, I think it's super convenient, super comfy. And when six o'clock comes around to play, I don't have to get in my car and drive over there half an hour in advance. I just walk over the computer and I'm ready to go. Now, some people <laughs> could maybe prepare to be technically ready ahead of time. Some things, however, are beyond your control, like blue screens of death. Yes, 100%. I understand that. But I think they both have upsides and downsides. That's This is my point. Well, and I think uh, next time we're going to talk about some of the upsides and some of the convenient options that people can access now that we are in this digital world for the foreseeable future. That was a good teaser. A yes. Good teaser. All right, we'll yes. be right back. We're right back. Okay, hi, we're back. Uh, 24. Um, <laughs> that's that review is from two weeks ago almost. I love it. I didn't even know we had it. I don't use Apple Podcasts. Thank you for rating the show, people. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I just, it's fantastic. And, and we take your comments to heart. Yes. Uh, somebody, somebody had some thoughts and feedback on the show. I can't say we're going to, uh, we're going to manifest that feedback because I don't feel that. I don't feel that we're overtly so. Uh, you by sure. your very nature just sometimes are, but yeah. But what do you want? You just exactly. We are who we are. I'm. I'm not going to change who I am. Is my fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, thank you for the comment. Thank you for the rating. You know, we love to hear what you guys have to say. That's all I got to say on that. But it's my show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so what the fuck are we talking about? The damn panic. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, shit sucks. It's going to suck for a long time, but that doesn't mean that you can't play D&D. We talked about it a little bit in the last segment. While things are changing and change may be scary, there are a lot of great options out there to play some fucking D&D. Uh, I have an unethical life pro tip during this conversation as well. Okay, I have no idea what that means. I'm a little scared to find out, but let's dive right into it. Resources. So, yes, we're going to talk about digital resources. I've seen a lot of articles posting these out there. I figured we could just talk about the ones that we like and that we use personally so that we can give you actual insight into it um, and go from there. Uh, as we would mentioned, we personally play on Roll20 currently. Uh, See. Tyler, as a DM, would you like to talk about that a bit? I love it, personally. Big fan. Big fan of Roll20 for uh, 
two two reasons I would say. One is the fog of war on the map, mm-hmm. like in person, very hard to conceal the parts of the map that you haven't gotten to yet without having especially, like a 3D map that you can put stuff on top of. Especially when you have a physical construction, you have to make it pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, you usually like think about we, we we argued a little bit about critical role in the last segment. When Matt builds a map, it's usually just the one room. It's seldom the dungeon, right? Um, because it's hard to it's hard to like, okay, you guys can see a hundred feet ahead. All right, I'm gonna show you that part of the hallway, but I'm not gonna show you the next part of the hallway. Whereas roll twenty fucking reveal areas. Easy, peasy, love it, great. Do you just use like an eraser or something for that? Because I you always can, see like, doing just, it. You can just draw like the shape you want to reveal. Um, the second thing that is the greatest function is the is the it's not the whisper function. It's the like direct talk function where you can talk. You can physically talk to one person in the party as a DM. So like I can click on your camera and I just talk to you and no one else can hear us. Now, mm-hmm. it's been a little buggy. So like one time I went to talk to you and somebody else was just there and they heard what I was saying. And I was like, fuck shit. Um, uh, it's a little weird sometimes, but it's that's like that's. That's that's great that they have essentially whispering in real life. I don't have to walk up to you and get my my pick my coronavirus lips up to your ear. I can just click a button and whisper to you. Super mm-hmm. super great. Yes, huge fan. Um, huge fan. Roll twenty. As a as a uh, uh, PC on the system, I haven't DM'd on it. I don't think I can because I, I the using the maps and the system in general just feels daunting to me. Um, but. Having said that, as a PC, I enjoy uh, I, I enjoy and also dislike the player character sheets that we can fill in and add information to. Uh, primarily because it's a bit uh, it's a bit of an effort, to, especially if you're doing spells, to put all the information in that you need to make the spell usable in the system. Mm-hmm. But once you do all the legwork and you do and you put in the information that you need, it's just click and it rolls for you. And I love that. Yes, I love you, that it does the calculation. If you put the work up front, it is very helpful. Now, it is a lot of work on my end if I want to have good-looking maps and tokens and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, like especially the tokens, because there's free ones that you can search for, and they're whatever. You guys are lucky in that I am a seasoned user of Photoshop and the Adobe Suite, so like making, I could make a token in a minute, not even because I have templates set up and just be ready for it. Um, but that is, that is a, a pain in the ass, especially when I want different monsters to have different qualities or, or whatever. I have to I actually have to make them, you know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, I mean, I guess I could just make a, a medium, a medium circle and a large circle. I'm like, okay, I put this on the map. This is, this is the giant, you know, and ask for some imagination in the way that I would in real life, but I'm at a computer. I'm right here. I might as well put something together, you know, mm-hmm. um, which which leads me to my the the one resource that is very helpful, not for me because I don't use it, but for you, if you're a person who wants to DM, um, there's a place called two minute tabletop dot com, which has free battle maps and assets that you can use. You can just pay what you want, download them, bring them into Rule 20. Guess what? You got a dungeon. Guess what? You got a, a giant turtle to fight on top of. Guess what? You've got fucking shipwreck or ocean or a boat. 
It's even about? It could even be about. Damn. Uh, but you also have other places that you can pay for the maps as well online. There's plenty of... Um, um, what's the fucking thing called? Patreons for digital battle maps. Mm-hmm. Some are some are GIFs, which don't work on Roll20, um, but there's still there's static ones that you can use. But if you're a person who's like, I can't make maps, so many resources, literally just Googling D&D battle map, and you could find one that you could put on a Roll20 map. So, so all... St- Good, sorry. I would say if you're a person who wants maps... Two, the number two, two minute tabletop.com. Uh, that's uh, Ross, who is, he's the guy who makes him. I don't know his last name, but he's right there on the front page. You can see him. So, my question with that, uh, because probably my favorite non combat feature of Roll 20 is by far the ruler. I fucking love that thing. 10 out of 10. 10, 10 out of 10, 10, best idea of any online system ever. Does it work with? Like cause I, I in other games I've played uh, on Roll Twenty, sometimes people use maps from third parties that they bring in, and it doesn't work so well. It's kind of off. Have you experienced that at all yet? Um, I well, make well, I only make my own maps, so. Yeah, I just I mean, have you experienced that with your own maps, or well, do you like, just make I, them all in the system? I make them in Photoshop and bring them in, and just they they can be stretched as necessary. But I make this on on Roll Twenty. You can tell it how big the grid should be, so I make my maps. X size and make a grid on roll 20 that's X size so when I drag it in it's it fits. Okay. So yeah, because using that ruler, like if there's ever a question of how far away you are, it's no more, you know, what's 120 feet? Bam bam. It's no right. more one, two, three, four, five, six counting up the number of squares you are away. It's a fantastic feature and everybody gets their own. So you can all be measuring something at the same time. And it can be hidden. You don't, you can make it so that no one else can see it. I love that because I I sit there and I'm trying to measure out how far I need to be to do this and this and this. And, oh, I love it. Fucking you love especially it. don't want me to know. Oh, I've, now I'm measured counterspell range. <laughs> uh, but the other, that leads me to the part about roll twenty that I don't like, which is everybody's ability to draw. It defaults I, to people <laughs> being able to draw. We don't have a problem with it right now, but oftentimes it can relate. It can devolve into drawing penises yes yes definitely can has not yet um Um, i don't like the token like management system in combat i feel like it doesn't update properly i feel like uh, it doesn't keep health and stuff properly like if i'm keeping track of health on my character sheet it doesn't always come over to my token if i roll initiative it doesn't always go to the combat tracker unless the combat tracker's there and i clicked on the token and then i clicked on esoteric ways of doing things that we still haven't we've played online three times four times three or four i think four we we still haven't mastered all that um but it's nice that there's an initiative tracker and things like that so yes yes it's just a matter of uh getting the hang of it so to speak exactly roll 20 is a good resource so uh, i said two minute tabletop is a battle map place i think animated dungeon maps is uh, Mm -hmm. the patreon that has some really great maps you can buy um but there is a resource that i want to make people uh you know informed about. is it the one that i was about to say because i bet it is one you're about to say uh who the fuck is my D &D character Nope. dot com oh man i love that you've 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 talked we've about already, it. i love it we've already talked so, about it. yeah um, just a great resource is, was brought up was brought to us brought to our attention by the doctor in our group and it's my unethical life project of the day if you are in need of pdfs of D books and you're like oh but i don't like pirating the trove.net a trove.net oh, just like just I, like that I, I don't know if i'm gonna like this go ahead and there's just books just so many books and you can navigate on the left to books to Dungeons and Dragons, and it has 
all so many editions of Dungeons and Dragons uh-huh. and literally everything. Uh-huh. Every book, first edition, second edition, fifth edition, all of the Adventure League stuff, DM's Guild stuff, Fantasy Ground stuff, Unearthed Arcana, it's all right there. Uh-huh. So if you're a person who's playing online and you like maybe D D Beyond isn't cutting it for you, and you want the PDFs of the books, the trove. .net is your resource. How much do you pay for that? Literal no dollars. I don't like that. Free. I I don't. Free. Free 100% I, free. I, I do not subscribe to that one. 100% free. Everything I, on it free. I, I'm against it for the simple reason that the only reason that we get new content or new anything is because people pay for it. If uh-huh. if one person bought it and then just gave it out to everyone, there would be no D&D. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to have that. But if you have people who are unable to purchase these resources or want digital copies of them and they don't have money, thetrove.net. There it is. It's for you people. If you're a person who wants to pay for things, you're going to pay for things. If you're a person who doesn't want to pay for things, you're going to find a way not to pay for things. These people were already going to pirate these books anyways, but now you don't have to. I think it's great, especially as someone who's, I've already bought the books. I have a physical, I have a physical book right there, but you know what I don't want to do? Pay for it again on D&D Beyond. Every book should come with a code to get the digital version of the book. I don't dispute that. So, this is a great alternative. I already have... I, it's right there. Bag. Book. But I'm going to go to this website, and I'm going to go to the core rule books. And I'm going to go... Oh, man. Look at all these. Look at all these books that I can use, and these character sheets, and the starter set maps, and the DM screens. I don't know why that's even on there. There's Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. What's in there? Monster Manual. Everything. That's my unethical life pro tip uh, resource for the day. Yeah, not endorsing that one. Um, so we did talk about it. You you brought it up, bid. Uh, We've talked about it many times before. D and D Beyond uh, is uh, probably my most used resource, uh, and I think it's a great way. Uh, it's a great system that manages and tracks a lot of things. It has uh, some great tools. Uh, I actually enjoy the uh, Encounter Builder. Uh, I think that. They do a pretty good job with it. They've got a uh, Twitch extension. They've got a uh, Discord bot, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I personally am a big fan of it. Uh, there are some people that, again, like you said, don't like to have to buy digital books if they've bought physical ones. I've never been in the physical book market. I don't. I think I've got Xanthar's Guide for some reason. I think I bought it. But other than that, I do not have any uh, physical D&D books. So I've bought them all on D&D Beyond. Uh, and that may come back to bite me in the ass someday when they go out of business and I don't have the physical book. But I feel like at that point, I'm probably not playing D&D anymore. So probably isn't that much of a, a loss. Um, D&D but I know, Beyond's app has historically sucked. Yes. Interestingly enough, on my old phone, the app worked just like the website, if not better. And it was wonderful. But when I got my new phone, for some reason, the app was different. It was a completely different app. And it was shit. They um, they did update the app recently. I actually haven't gone back and looked at it, but historically it sucked. Historically, it was just a reference tool. It was yeah. just books. It wasn't yeah. character sheets. It wasn't mm-hmm. homebrew stuff. It was just a reference tool. Um, so that was pretty much useless. And let's see. I think it's still actually just that. Like you know, we really need the character sheets. It has it has like such poor ratings. So D and D Beyond is great. They just haven't expanded fully into that their app yet which you know a lot of things haven't so it's not that surprising 
Um, but you brought up a point about um, when they go out of business. Team to Beyond is owned by Curse Gaming. They have a Twitch plugin. So, yeah, I mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I, I is Curse? Did Curse get bought? Distinctly possible. I'm not aware of it. Yeah, Twitch but... acquired Curse. There you go. Um, and you know who owns Twitch? Google. Amazon. Amazon. It's always one of them. So, uh, probably not going to go out of business anytime soon, but could be charging you more money for things very quickly at any point on a whim. Things you already bought is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you you complained on this very show many moons ago about how you purchased a book and then another book came out with content, content that you had owned and content that was taken away from you and replaced with new content. Yes. So well, it has... The, the content itself, like the book still exists on D&D Beyond, was taken away was the option to use it in the character builder. Right. That option should still be available to you because you already paid for it. Mm-hmm. So D&D Beyond, great resource. Flawed, but great resource. I do wish there was a way to filter by content you owned. So like if when I'm searching for monsters and it brings up 90% monsters I can't look at, I wish I could get that out of there. If you know what books you own, you can. There isn't just like a button to click that says only my content, but you can't pick books. That, I would like that button very much. Yeah, I understand. As opposed to having to go to the source and be like, okay, I'm just going to look at this book today. This book. I wish I could just click my content only. That'd be nice. Send them a suggestion. I'm sure they can do that. Jeff Bezos doesn't care about my suggestions. Maybe the guy <laughs> that runs D&D Beyond does. Who knows? It's Jeff Bezos personally. <laughs> All right. What other resources do we have? Anything else that coming off the top of your head? There's, there's a, there's a great many. Um, if you don't use D and D Beyond, uh, like some of my uh, people in my Monday group don't, uh, they have cited Cabold uh, Fight Club. Uh, that's Cabold uh, Club slash Fight slash hashtag slash Encounter dash Builder, um, where you actually just build encounters with monsters. And it can help you if you're trying to balance something out. You can pick, you know, the number of players, the level that they're at, an easy encounter, a medium encounter. Like, you can do all these things. Um, and it's free. You can just click on it and start playing around in it. Um, I haven't used it, but they swear by it. They say it's wonderful. Um, if you're looking for actual uh, references, it gives you the source for which book it is in and what page it's on, which I'm sure you would love, Tyler, because you are always hunting for the pages for various things. I am. Um, so yeah, uh, that's one that I've heard tell is quite good. Um, also, uh, I've got a couple of friends, uh, not that I play with, but that still play not Dungeons & Dragons, but Pathfinder, um, who say that Fantasy Grounds is a wonderful Roll20-esque uh, digital tabletop uh, where you can play... Uh, pretty much anything. They've got Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Call of Cthulhu, Pathfinder, um, Starfinder, a bunch of like systems that I've never heard of, uh, like Mutants and Masterminds or Castle Crusades. Uh, and they even have Vampire the Masquerade set up to play on there, which is gonna play that game when it comes out. Pretty cool. Um, but it is. It's just like Roll Twenty, so I wouldn't do both. Um, the one thing I will say, from what I understand, is they do a lot of great work with their uh, character sheets uh, and their artwork apparently is quite fun to look at and play around with. So if that's what your game, or if you just play a game that is outside of the D and D realm, you know, maybe fantasy grounds is the way to go for you. 
And we've mentioned it before, but DMs Guild is also a great resource full of, there are things to pay for and things that are free in case you want some content. Absolutely. Yep. But in this pandemic world we're living in, there's still plenty to use. If you haven't already used it, people for maps, for characters, for books, uh, for anything paid free, uh, you know, Roll20 uses music from the guy who composed our intro song, uh, Kevin McLeod for Incom Tech. All that music is free on Roll20 when you're making your playlists. And you can import your own music. You can't like take a Spotify playlist and do it or whatever. But if you have, if you're one of those people from 2012 and you have music on your computer, you can <laughs> you can import it into Roll Twenty. Um, all right. Final thoughts on resources for D and D in a pan D and Dmic. Um, I think that uh, you shouldn't stop playing just because things are different. I think that it's going to take time to change, and I think that some people aren't going to be down for that, but. If you and your group are willing to put in the work and accept that things are going to be different, there's still a whole lot of fun to be had. As usual, we didn't learn or solve anything. Um, feel free to uh, rate the show wherever you found it. Please rate the show, even if you want to tell us to stop being political. Sir or madam or other. Uh, finally, rate the show wherever you found it. Um, send us your thoughts your dnd rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter rwdpodcast um anything else no i'm ready you're ready to end the show yeah i'm ready to play some dnd now oh okay but we gotta we'll wait till thursday time. is it thursday yet nah. till then we should have a poll what day of the week people play i feel like thursday is a common day that's a good poll we should actually do that i want to take that poll on twitter take my poll See, I'm thinking uh, Thursday or a Friday or Saturday. Just for I'm gonna even the... put the show out on Thursdays. Yeah. Huh. Thursday's All just right. the day. See you next time, people. Till then.